Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. How are we doing? Happy Sunday. I hope you're all having, or yeah, having had a wonderful week. Before this video or podcast even, sorry, forgot where we were then, get started. Puppy yoga. Our April event is puppy yoga. I am so excited. I can't quite believe that we managed to get a puppy yoga event because I don't know about you, I've wanted to go to puppy yoga for the longest time ever and they're always sold out. They sell so quick. So if you're in Manchester or near on the 22nd of April, so when you're listening to this, is that next Saturday? God, that's come around quick. Next Saturday, we are having puppy yoga in Manchester. Starts at 4pm, is the only time we could get. And I would love to see some of you guys there. The tickets are £36.50, which I'm aware is quite expensive, but that's just how much a private session of puppy yoga is. And their private sessions are 90 minutes, whereas their normal is 60. Could Probably would have been nice if we could have had a 60 minute, but their private sessions are 90, which also means... I think it's like 40 minutes of yoga and 40 minutes of just like cuddling with the puppies. (laughs) And we've got Dasha, how do you say this word? Dashhounds? Dashhounds? It's not Dashhounds, is it? Dashhounds. Sausage dogs. And Cavapoos. They're the puppies that we've got. And I've paid so we can all have like a little Polaroid takeaway and there will be a photographer there so we can get some cute pics. Don't worry. If you don't like the photos, I won't post them anywhere. But yes, that is our April event and I cannot wait. And I think our May event might just be puppy yoga in London. Because I wanted May to be in London anyway because you London girlies have been waiting patiently since February. That was our last London event. Um, And why not do the same thing? Why make it different? If you couldn't make puppy yoga in Manchester, I've got in touch with puppy yoga London. And... It's a similar-ish price. It's a little bit less. I think it works out like £35, £34. And there will be less of us. So in the Manchester one, I think there's 30. And the London, I think they only do 18. Um, But I just thought that would be so much fun to just do the same thing again. And as always, don't worry if you're going to come alone. All of the girlies, well, not all of them. I think some of the girlies from brunch of the March event are all coming. And they're all going to brunch before. Like They've made such good friends now. We've even met up. Um, outside of obviously the podcast events and we all went to comedy together which was so much fun so it's literally the perfect space to come and meet new friends if you're in Manchester or just around Manchester just come and meet some like-minded girls spend the day with them who knows it finishes at half five you might go out for some dinner or some drinks afterwards I think I'm free so if any of you want to go out for dinner afterwards I'm always down um and yeah that is April event but anyway let's go on with the episode before we jump into anything what am I grateful for? I feel like sometimes these turn into like, what am I really excited for at the moment? But I am very grateful for yesterday, me. She ran in the freezing, hailing, storming weather so that I don't have to today. Um, I was so close to not going yesterday. And then in in my defense, well, not in my defense, like against my defense, I did go because I thought it had stopped raining and only when it got outside did I realise it very much hadn't stopped raining. So it wasn't really an active choice, but I very easily could have just come inside and I didn't. I went and did my 45 minute easy run. Guys, the half marathon is approaching. I think when you're listening to this, oh my God, it's one month tomorrow when I'm filming this. So one month, a couple of days ago. What the fuck? (laughs) So I couldn't let myself down and it means I didn't have to go today. So I'm sat here today, freshly tanned, freshly washed hair, I put a new set of pyjamas on this morning and I'm just like lazing around all day doing the podcast, doing some housework, just having like a proper rest day. So I'm very grateful for me yesterday because if it wasn't for me yesterday, I would have I would have to be out there running right now. And to be fair, it's sun shining right now, but I really wanted a rest day today because I think I'm going to get up and attack my 12k <gasps> tomorrow. So I really wanted a rest day before. So pat on the back for me yesterday, very grateful for you. Again, I feel like they could turn into I'm excited, but I am very excited 
slash grateful, I guess, for this weekend coming. I've got my, for Christmas, I booked my brothers and their wives slash girlfriends. I say wife, girlfriend. Don't worry, they don't have multiple wives and girlfriends. Um, and my boyfriend, so there's gonna be six of us. You know, my siblings and couples, good thing we're all in a couple, otherwise that would have been super awkward. Um, to go and do the Alcatraz in Manchester, you know, like the prison themed interactive kind of bar. We're all gonna go and do that this weekend. They're all coming up to Manchester. My oldest brother and his wife, my sister-in-law, haven't actually seen my flat yet. My brother and his girlfriend helped me move in, but they've not seen it all decorated. Like they literally helped me put some stuff in and then they had to run off. So they've literally not even seen like my bed made. Do you know what I mean? So I'm really excited for them to come up. My boyfriend's coming up tonight. We're gonna go to a block sound class together. So like sound work, like what are the bowls called? You know, in yoga. So that'll be really interesting. I'm excited for that. I just feel like it's gonna be a really good weekend and I'm, I love, I love hosting. Um, so really excited for that. And I am so grateful because I have been so happy recently. So happy. And it's just, it's just such a great feeling. I kind of feel at the moment, touch wood, unconditionally happy. Like I feel like anything could kind of be thrown my way right now. And I just feel good. Like I just feel at peace. I might talk about this a bit later on, but yeah, I'm so grateful because a few weeks ago I was down in the fucking dumps. I really, really was not great. And I feel like it's kind of here to stay and I don't want to say that and jinx it, but I feel so happy. A quote I've seen recently was like, feel happy, you should, what was it? It was like, feel happy for no reason because if you're happy for a reason that can be taken away from you. And that's kind of how I feel at the moment. Like I don't feel in particularly happy for any reason. Like I just feel really good. And it's probably because I've been doing a lot more exercise recently and a few weeks ago I wasn't because of my shins and personal stuff happened and I just, was kind of stuck in my flat feeling sad whereas now the personal stuff I feel like is actually in a really 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 good place and I'm running and I'm going to the gym and I'm eating well and I'm seeing friends and I just feel so good anyway (laughs) I've got a nice coffee today guys it's been a while oh iced you know the drill okay I asked you last week what makes you feel uncomfortable And as you can tell, the title for this episode is we need to all get more comfortable being uncomfortable. So what makes me feel uncomfortable? What does, like the thought of X makes me feel uncomfortable. Being too vulnerable. I'm gonna say used to, like a week ago, two weeks ago, make me feel super uncomfortable. Again, this is, I think, feeding into the reason why I'm just feeling really good. I don't feel that terrified of it right now. But the thought of being vulnerable has always made me feel super uncomfy. Like I can't really explain it. It's not really another feeling. It's not fear. It's not sadness. It's not, I guess a bit of anxiety maybe, but like it's just an uncomfy feeling for me. It just doesn't quite feel right, you know? Being silly sometimes makes me feel a bit uncomfortable, especially in front of like a room full of strangers, like being silly, not being like funny. Like I'll always be the loud funny one. Well, that's not true, I won't always. That is literally, I just told you a big fat fucking lie. Um, But I'm more likely to like say a funny one liner in a room full of strangers than I am to like, like making a fool of myself. Sometimes like the thought of that makes me feel really uncomfortable. Like sometimes I, Like on holiday, the best example I can think of is like, I'll be scared to like climb a tree and jump it in case I fall off the tree and make like a fool of myself in front of everybody. Like that makes me uncomfortable. Or doing something and someone be like, oh, you did that in a funny way. Like that irks me. Like that gives me the ick. Like that feeling of like being, is, is it being silly? Basically, I went to laughter yoga the other day, which completely inspired this whole episode. I felt so excruciatingly uncomfortable the whole entire time look up laughter yoga like fruit dance or something it will come up i was doing that in a room full of strangers 
just me. And the thing is, they all knew each other. Like, if I was there with someone else, I don't care. I'll be silly all day long. I will dance mango, 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 kiwi, 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 hee, 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 hee. That's literally what we do. We go, mango, 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 ha, 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 kiwi, 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 hee, 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 And then she'd go, penguin. And then we'd walk around the room looking like a penguin. Like, it was the most excruciatingly uncomfortable situation I can probably put my finger on that I've been on in the last like 10 years like I felt horrific the whole time I wanted to leave like that silly feeling oh my god irks me it makes me feel so uncomfortable um the thought of not having a phone I realized this the other day I've bought myself god go and watch my spend a day with me on youtube if you want to see the whole explanation I'm not about to do it here I bought myself a work phone some of you might be thinking, yeah, okay, fine, as you should. But to me, that makes me feel uncomfortable even saying that. Okay, well, there we go. There's another thing that makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, what is that feeling, I guess? Like, people, I don't know, judging me, I guess? But it's not really. I think it's because it's like an, it's like an indulgent thing to have. And that makes me feel uncomfortable, I think because I don't want people to think any which way of me. Like I think you'd see that and be like, oh my God, she has so much money. But actually I've just decided this year to spend my money on things that I think are actually gonna benefit me and like prioritize things. So actually it was a huge splash, massive splash that I probably shouldn't have done, but I think it's gonna really help me and it has already like helped me quite a lot. So anyway, yeah, and then I spent, the night with my personal phone that just has like Snapchat and WhatsApp so that I can talk to people, Spotify so I can listen to music and FaceTime in case I want to FaceTime people. And I FaceTimed my friends, I did a puzzle, I talked to my boyfriend and I felt so uncomfortable at the end of the night that I hadn't checked my new YouTube video or like checked my Instagram DMs or anything, like checked my TikTok to look for comments and to see if things were going well. And that feeling of like disconnect to the online world, that made me feel really uncomfortable. Anyway, how do I always manage to get 12 minutes in and like, we haven't really even spoke about the topic properly yet. So, get comfortable being uncomfortable. What the bloody heckers am I talking about? <laughs> I think my approach to this podcast is gonna be potentially different to talks you've heard on this topic before. All but one video on YouTube I could find, all TED Talks, etc., were men. There was one woman who did it and it was actually, I think the TED talk with the most views on this topic and I liked hers, it was quite funny. But again, the angle was still a little bit different I think to the one I'm gonna take and I think that's just because it was five years ago. She talked a lot about like basically conquering your fears. I can't say I listened to it all perfectly well, I'm not gonna lie. I was texting my sister-in-law about what I'm gonna do this weekend. <laughs> but she was talking a lot about overcoming fears and leaving a job and stuff, which is, Things I'll touch on, but yeah, I think my approach is gonna be a little bit different. Bloody, all of the men's, absolutely fucking not. It's not gonna be anything like that. Steve Harvey, right, was like, poor people, only poor people sleep. Poor people love sleep. Tell me one person you know that likes sleep. I bet they poor. And I was like, nah, I love sleep. And I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> and he was like, you can't be successful and sleep eight hours a day. It's not gonna happen. That's eight hours out of your 24 hour day. <laughs> like you're never gonna be successful. I was like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off, Steve Harvey. <laughs> Don't tell people that. How toxic and disgusting is that? Oh, he was like, you waking up at 8 a.m.? It's 11 a.m. on the east side. Stock markets have been open for three hours. <laughs> They're making decisions about your life and you're not even awake yet. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Girl, 8am, I wake up at 8am, 8am is a lovely time to wake up, gorgeous time, it's not too early, it's not too late, I feel like it's that perfect middle time in, you know, you've had your breakfast by 9, it's lovely, half 7, good time, 7, alright, it's a bit early now, waking up at 7, like, this is an early start, but 8, 8 I think is, literally, I think it's the perfect time to wake up, she says, self-employed who works from home, Totally different story to the corporate girlies that have got to be in the office by nine. But anyway, to Steve Harvey's point, only poor people wake up at 8am. Kiss my poor ass then, because I will continue waking up at 8am for the rest of my life. As you can tell, I love a bit of self-compassion. We know that. I also 
like to call myself the queen of comfort. <laughs> so this approach is going to be a little bit different with guess what? Towards the end, a bit of an emphasis on our phones and technology because apparently that's all I talk about these days. Also, thank you for the love on last week's episode. I'm glad you're all just as freaked out as me. So, also, I have a really fun theory at the end, so stay tuned because I think it's actually really, really great. I kind of forgot about it and then I was writing it down as, as like a little extra point to throw on the end. And I was like, actually, this is, I should have started the episode with this, but I'm not. I'm going to leave it to the end because that's what good podcasters do. Keep the suspense. See you there. Anyway, I asked you guys, what have you done that made you feel uncomfortable and ended up being amazing? Or what are you scared to do because of that feeling of uncomfort? And this like almost proposed a whole new question with your answers that is being scared to do something and feeling uncomfortable the same thing is fear and discomfort the same i think no especially not in the way that i'm gonna talk about being uncomfortable like there's things that i don't want to do because they make me feel uncomfortable but i'm not scared to do them by any means i just think it'll be a bit of an uncomfy situation anyway oh i wrote here I'm not talking about things you're scared to do. Fear is not the same. I'm scared to do a bungee jump because I don't want to, you know, die. I think it's quite scary. I'm not scared to go out for a run in the rain. I just don't really want to because it's not that comfy, you know? So things you guys have done that felt a bit uncomfortable at the time, but then you were very, very glad you did. (laughs) Starting strong. Finally blocked him. Slay. (laughs) You go, girl. Always a... Again, it's that uncomfy feeling of like that disconnect from someone, like actually kind of being like, okay, this is it. I think that's an uncomfy feeling to kind of like cut ties. So I agree. I don't think that's a scary. I think that's an uncomfy thing to do. Someone said, got rid of a controlling boyfriend, was absolutely terrified, but it was the best decision I've ever made. I'm just, I want to give you a round of applause, but I don't want to spill my coffee. Well done. That is a very, that's like, that's a scary, I think that's both. That's scary and, um, I say it's probably more scary. Like it's more terrifying than it is uncomfortable. The aftermath feeling of like being alone and like not knowing what to do next is an uncomfy feeling, but the act of doing it, I think is like a very terrifying feeling. So well done. I'm very proud of you putting yourself first. Starting a new job and being a newbie is always an uncomfortable feeling. I think this is a really good, example of that kind of discomfort feeling that I'm talking about like for me when I'm talking about being uncomfortable I'm talking about like kind of like being silent in the corner of the room not really knowing what like in a new job you don't really know what to do you don't really want to get anything wrong you're scared to put the glass here in case the glass doesn't go there and you're scared to talk to people and you're scared to make new friends and it's that like silent like discomfort feeling I think that's a really good example of that feeling Someone said being in therapy, I find really uncomfortable. I find starting a therapy call the most uncomfortable thing ever. They're always like, oh, hi, how are you? How's your week been? I'm like, oh yeah, really good, thanks. How's yours? And she's like, yeah, good. And I'm like, okay. Like, you're not supposed to ask your therapist back how their week's been. They're asking you how your week's been to talk about things that have happened in your week. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, it was really good. How was yours? And they're like, yeah, it was good, thanks. Okay. Actually, this did happen. (laughs) Okay, um... First time I went to go and buy a coffee on my own and now it's my favourite thing to do, slay, going to events alone. I really loved this one. Putting myself first and not inviting my, in quotation marks, friends to my birthday. Again, I think this is a wonderful example of that like uncomfy feeling. It's not something you're scared to do, it's just uncomfortable because then you have to deal with the uncomfortable, awkward, like I think uncomfortable and awkward to me are the same thing. Like that's that feeling that I'm talking about, like in a social situation, if I feel uncomfortable, it's because I kind of feel awkward, like I'm just stood there and having them awkward conversations like, oh, you didn't invite me? No, no, if I fucking didn't, Susie, because I don't want you there, because we're not actually friends. Like that's an uncomfortable situation. It's more easy and more comfortable, just invite them. So well done. I, to be fair, I am quite ruthless these days, but I definitely have done that in the past. I'm saying I'm ruthless because there's a lot of wedding talk in my house at the moment. There's so many weddings on in my family at the moment and my brother is getting married. And then talking about the guest list, I'm like, I think I'm more ruthless than I give myself credit for. (laughs) If I don't know you, you're not coming to my wedding. I don't know your plus one, they're not coming either. Unless I've got the space, then maybe. Okay, things people want to do. Everyone and their mums said move to Australia or solo travel. I think that's more of a fear 
than an uncomfort. Join a society in third year. I think that's a perfect example of an uncomfy feeling. Third year in particular, because she was like, most people have been going for at least one or two years. Like it's rare that a third, it's not rare, but it's less common that a third year joins a brand new society in their third year. You kind of join it in your first year and normally people stay with their society throughout. So I kind of, I, I totally get that. I thought this was hilarious. Hollywood wax. <laughs> that is, I think that's a bit of both. Like it's definitely an uncomfortable situation, but it's also a bit of fear because of the pain. And as someone said, they want to move. I feel like I wrote that down because I had something to say about it, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to leave that there I'll tell you some things off the top of my head that I've done in my lifetime that were uncomfortable and now I'm really glad I did I put probably the first time I went for brunch alone now my favourite thing to do I went to a musical alone last week I do not bat an eyelid at doing anything alone but I do remember that first time that I went for brunch it was very busy and I was kind of on my own table and I was like I don't really know what to do because I don't really want to sit and scroll on my phone but that feels like the comfortable thing to do I don't want to get out of book and then everyone be like, oh, look at that bitch over there. Like, she thinks she's the main character. I did in the end. But I definitely did feel uncomfy. Oh my God, you know what makes me uncomfy? Vlogging in front of people. That makes me super uncomfy. Um, but yeah, I remember that. I just said that because I was vlogging while I was at brunch alone. I just thought, you know what, I'm going to tackle one. You don't have to do all of them today. Um, I've put admitting that I needed therapy. Super uncomfy to actually admit, like, I actually know, you know what, I'm not, I'm not great. <laughs> And actually, I think I need some help. And I think, who knows? Maybe not. I'll let you guys know. Again, this is an uncomfortable thing. I think I have therapy tomorrow. I think I might stop therapy after tomorrow. Guys, I'm feeling great. And I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't think I have anything new to discuss with you. You have given me so much help and so many coping mechanisms and I kind of feel like I'm at the point where, okay, I need to go and do this alone then. Because almost having a therapist, like the other day when I was really upset, I was like, can I have an emergency appointment? And she was like, I'm not available. And then we got there and she was like, I'm really sorry, like to my appointment I was supposed to have a few weeks later. And she was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, I'm actually really glad you didn't because I had to deal with it by myself. And that was a great feeling. And I feel like I'm at this point where maybe, maybe I'm done. I'm going to ask her opinion and say, like, what do you normally suggest when people are at this point? Like, I'm not by any means, you know, no one's ever finished growing. No one's ever finished healing, I don't think. Like, there's still so much I have to work on. But I'm not 100% sure I need your help anymore. And that is an uncomfortable feeling of being like, okay, I'll just give it up. Like, that's super uncomfy to just know that, like, I actually am on my own now. But... If I didn't take that uncomfy leap in the first place to be in therapy, I wouldn't be at the position where I thought, actually, maybe I'm even done with it. So maybe it's time to make that other uncomfy choice. But again, perfect example of how being uncomfortable can lead to so much better. Like I have, honestly, this feeling that I feel is the reason that I went into therapy. I, like, I, I wanted to feel like this. I always use the word of like feeling free my goal at the end of therapy and like at the end of at the end in quotation marks of my healing journey was to feel free to feel like I could to feel like I could be uncomfortable to feel like I could just like be I always say be in the middle of like a field and just twirl around in a dress like that is the feeling that I want in my everyday life just that light flouncy feeling and I feel like I'm getting there so I feel like maybe I don't know anyway Having to walk into school after uploading my first YouTube video, having to take jokes to my face, lose friends, and now it's literally my full-time job. And I've put, it's actually mental to think about that. I mean, I always knew that it maybe would be. I always manifested it. I kind of never thought, what if it doesn't? I always kind of just thought, well, obviously it will. Me and my best friend, Chi with a C, she is very much that same mindset, especially at the time we were both just like, we just both believed in ourselves so much. But it was uncomfy having to like walk into school and everyone be like, and kind of like see for the first time if people actually gave a fuck. <laughs> okay, I need to hurry up. So we're on 23 minutes. I thought this episode was going to be half an hour. Not that it matters. I know you guys like long episodes. Um, little things like choosing to go to the gym or go on a run when I would way rather just sit on my sofa. Like that feeling of going, getting up and going and being in the gym. I don't want to do that. 
getting rid of my phone for a week a few years ago, the list goes on. So like I said, I think there is a few different types of uncomfortable in this day and age. Uncomfortable situations like laughter yoga, that new job, going to a society and having no friends, that kind of icky feeling I was trying to describe, that icky type of awkward, uncomfortable, stood on your own feeling. Try, the, the trying something new discomfort, the new job, that kind of uncomfortable. Picking the harder thing to do, getting up and going for a run in the rain, choosing to have a call with a new therapist, telling your friend or your family or your therapist for the first time about what's wrong, that kind of picking the harder option where it's not necessarily like I don't want to, it's not necessarily like I don't want to do that, like I'm not scared to do that, I would just rather not, if you know what I mean, like I think with the first one there's a bit of I don't actually want to do that, I'm a bit scared to do that and it's uncomfortable, but this one is just kind of like, I'm not scared to do it. Like, I'm not scared to go for a run in the hail. But, like, I would way rather not do that. <laughs> you know? I guess almost picking comfort over discomfort. And just, like, picking the easy route out, I think, is the second one. And... Da -da -da -da, drum roll! Getting off social media. Sitting in boredom. And the whole other problem that we cannot be physically uncomfortable, we can't be uncomfortable because technology has made it so easy to be comfortable. For example, another reason I was like, buddy hell, I need to talk about this like discomfort almost. Like, I guess impatience kind of discomfort. Um, I ordered two case to five cases for my phones. That sounds disgusting, for my phones, for my phones. Um, and it said it took seven to 15 days. I shit you not, I had spent two hours looking for these cases because the Casefy website is absolutely mental. And I was, I slid off Google and went onto Amazon Prime. And I was like, what are you doing? You want those cases, just wait, just wait. Technology has made it so easy for us to have what we want at any given moment, to be comfortable at any given moment. You don't want to cook dinner? You can literally have Wagamamas turn up to your door. Honestly, I've had Wagamamas, Wagamamas turn up to my door within 15 minutes before. 15 minutes. Quicker than you could even cook. You could have pizza turn up at your door 25 minutes. You could have a whole ass Morrison shop from Deliveroo delivered to your door in 10 minutes if you don't want to get up and go to the to Morrison's. You can, like that, order Amazon Prime the next day. You can, this one's a bit niche from me, I can check tram times so that I don't have to stand at the tram stop for longer than 10 minutes. The trams come every 12 minutes and I will literally check. And again, this is obviously convenient and helpful, but it's just that feeling of like, we have literally done everything possible in this generation to el eliminate any discomfort from our lives so that I don't have to spend five more minutes waiting at the tram stop. I can wait here and then leave last minute. What other situations did I have? Um, Endless entertainment, endless TikToks, Netflix, YouTube, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime Video, ITV, BBC, Channel 4, all of these on-demands, 3G, 4G, 5G, so that we are never, ever, ever without internet, so that we never have to sit in the discomfort, fast, super fast chargers, super fast trains, so that we never have to wait. Did you know? I learned the exact fact in my degree, but I can't remember it. So I did Google it and it said a user's experience is deemed interrupted with a one second response time. If our, if we, if our Google search doesn't load within one second, we are, we have said to be found like, what, what's the word I use? Interrupted. Interrupted by one second wait time. I can't remember the statistic exactly. I think it is something absolutely crazy. Like within minuscule amounts of seconds, if our website doesn't load, we, we go off Google completely. We don't care anymore. Isn't that crazy? That we literally can't sit in the discomfort of a website loading for more than two seconds before we decide we don't care that much. That is mental. Absolutely mental. And obviously, all of these things are amazing. Super fast chargers, literally the best thing in the world. I know you all have the friend with the super fast, like my boyfriend will come around and be like, do you have one of those super fast chargers? You know, the new ones that are like from Apple. 
um, they literally charge your phone fully in like 20 minutes. They are the best. You run out the door, you realise you haven't charged your phone. Unbelievable. It literally takes 15 minutes and you'll have 50% or more. All of these things are great, obviously. Endless entertainment, amazing. But it's kind of like last week that like we've kind of gone that step too far that now the feeling of discomfort is like so, so, so foreign because we never have to feel that level of discomfort because we never have to wait more than one second for a website to load. We never have to wait for a tram because we can check and leave exactly on time. We never have to be bored on the on the train because we've got endless 5G and endless entertainment. We never have to wait longer than an hour for food to be delivered to our door. We never have to wait more than a day for something to arrive on Amazon Prime if we if we don't want to. So that when we go to do these things like join therapy, go to a society by ourselves, go to brunch by ourselves, the feeling is so uh, foreign, so... What's the word I'm looking for? Ex- no. What's the word I'm looking for? The feeling's like heightened, but that's not the word I was looking for. It's like amplified times two more discomfort more uncomfortable than it should be because we are so foreign to that feeling because we never have the need to feel uncomfortable because everything is literally at our fingertips if we want it don't know if that made any sense so we all know nothing good comes from your comfort zone nothing new comes from your comfort zone growth is outside your comfort zone why what does that mean why is it important to get uncomfortable First of all, super simple. What if it goes better than you could have ever imagined? Like me walking into that school on the first day after I uploaded my YouTube video. What if it could have gone better than I imagined? What if, just hypothetically, in five years, I've, it was literally five years ago last month that I uploaded my first YouTube video. What if in five years you're sat in your overpriced flat in Manchester, this is your full-time job with management, with a podcast, And this is what you do. What if that could have happened? And if that doesn't excite you alone, if that reason enough isn't enough reason to get you excited about being uncomfortable, then let me give you some more. Simply the reason that you might also love it like that. Simply going out for brunch by yourself could become your brand new hobby. You could find that going to dance society, you are the best dancer there and you would have never known. You could just find a new hobby that you absolutely love. Not even if it doesn't go better than you could have imagined. You might just actually really enjoy it. Everybody says you grow. Grow outside your comfort zone. But what does that mean? So they're like two reasons why, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable because good things might come from them but this whole growth thing why why do we grow what does that mean how do we grow why is it important doing this is kind of my take on it doing uncomfortable things shows you that you can in fact do uncomfortable things so it is an instant confidence boost when i came out of that laughter yoga session i was literally mortified i felt so embarrassed but i was like well i survived I did it. Five minutes in, I was like, I wonder how rude it is for me to get up and leave. And don't get me wrong, in in uncomfortable situations, if someone's being rude to you, if you got to that laughter yoga and you actually felt really uncomfortable, or you're in the society and actually it's nothing like you thought and it's uncomfortable just because it's not fun and it's clicky and there aren't nice people there, you can get up and fucking leave. Go and listen to my episode about saying no. You can get up and leave an uncomfortable situation whenever you want which is why I also feel like my approach is slightly different to this. If something is too uncomfortable, you get up and you leave. Like then I was like, okay, I kind of feel like I I wonder how rude it is for me to get up and leave. But then I was like, you're just doing this because you feel embarrassed. There's nothing wrong going on here. All these people are laughing and lovely. The woman who was taking it was hilarious. She was just here for a good time. Like it was just a bit of fun and I was just embarrassed. I just felt awkward. It wasn't a situation where it was actually uncomfortable to the point where you know, it was for my own benefit to actually get up and leave. That's a whole different situation. Always get up and leave if it's in your best interest. If you just feel embarrassed, stay. If there's someone rude there, just leave. Um, Where was I even going with that? Yeah, and then I was like, oh, I, then I left and I was like, there was no need to ever leave. I can do that. So now I know if there's ever, ever another free event that I want to try, something that I'm not sure about, I 
have more confidence in myself and trust in myself that I can go. And actually, maybe I'll be able to let a little bit loose next time. Maybe, obviously, it will only get easier and easier and you build instant confidence in your in yourself, which is, I think, as well. And we all strive, in everything we do, aren't we all striving to have like a bit more confidence day to day? Um, you build trust with yourself that you can do it, so you're more likely to do it again, like I just said. Those who embrace discomfort are more likely to take creative risks in problem solving and finding meaning in difficulty, according to research. Finding meaning in difficulty is such a good skill to have, rather than just being like, oh, that was hard, that was this, that was that, rah, rah, rah. Finding meaning in doing that. I guess that's kind of the same thing as being comfortable with being uncomfortable, knowing that there is more to it than the fact that it's just hard. You learn more about yourself, you learn what you do and you don't like, otherwise you'll literally never know. And life is about learning who you are and making mistakes and being silly and nothing is that serious. And if you get to the end of this life and you can do nothing but tell me what you love and what you don't love, I think that is an unbelievable achievement because I don't think there's many people that could hand on heart say what they do and don't like because they've not given many things a chance. And I think that alone is again, another reason to get uncomfortable and try new things just to get to know yourself because then every decision you make going forward you've got more trust that it's the right decision every guy or girl you go on a date what date on with go on a date with every job that you take every interview you go for every time someone does you wrong every time someone does you right you know way more about yourself so you know if you even want to go to that interview that you've been offered because you know in your heart way more about yourself Anyway, wasn't supposed to say that, went off on a bit of a tangent there. There are so many reasons for getting up and being uncomfortable, but I think the main one being, drum roll please, you are going to be in uncomfortable situations in your life. Whether you try to actively avoid them or not, it is quite literally inevitable. Like I said, you turn up to work and someone's rude to you. Your friends leave you out of a group chat completely out of your control you get to your workout class and your friend's late and they don't let late comers in but now you're in the room and you don't want to leave now you're in an uncomfortable situation because you didn't want to ever go alone your phone dies on the tube and now you're bored and you've got nothing to do it is inevitable that you will come into uncomfortable awkward situations in your life and if you have spent the rest of your life actively trying to avoid them your friend not being let in because she's a latecomer is gonna seriously shake you. And the discomfort, awkwardness, anxious feeling that you feel then is gonna be, like I said earlier, amplified times 10 because you've never experienced something like it before. So I think one of the main reasons we should seek almost everyday little bits of discomfort is so that when it does inevitably happen to us, we're not completely shaken. We know how to deal with it. We know what to do. We've been in a situation like this before. How do you expect to turn up to therapy for the first time if you won't even go for a run in the hail? Do you know what I mean? If you can't, if you, I don't know, pick up Instagram every time there's an awkward silence with your friend, how do you ever expect to sit in therapy with someone when you never let yourself sit in the discomfort? It's a feeling you've never felt before. How do you expect to move to Australia when you won't even go for a new job interview because it feels uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? Or meet new people or go to, how do you expect to move to Australia if you won't even go to an event alone? You know? That feeling of moving to Australia is gonna feel so much more scary because you've got no trust in yourself that you can deal with these things because you've been actively avoiding them. So I think we should do it to essentially prepare ourselves for when the inevitable does happen. And that's something I didn't really realize until I started um, planning this podcast <laughs> someone in oh I wrote here if you <laughs> I wrote here <laughs> you know how I was just saying like how do you expect to go to therapy if you can't even like open up to your friends blah 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 I said you can't even wait two days for extra delivery of, of course you're not going to join a dance class alone and then I put in bracket that one was personal because it's true how do I expect to walk into a dance class alone head held high when I'm so impatient that I won't even wait seven days for phone cases that I really want mental we're so used to just always taking the route of comfort now someone said in a TED talk comfort is overrated 
and I wrote it down. So I was like, oh yeah, slay. Comfort's overrated. And then I was like, actually, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I've literally sat here in a blanket and my pajama set, freshly tanned, hair washed with a blanket. Like I said, I'm queen of comfort. I'm sat here absolute maximum comfort. I could be sat here face full of makeup in jeans to look presentable, but I'm not. I'm queen of comfort. I love being comfy. And arguably, I think it's actually more, not more, sorry, didn't mean more, equally as important to know when you feel comfy. Because then when you come home from these uncomfy situations, you know how to self-soothe. And sometimes being comfy is the best option comfort is really not overrated like that you don't want to cook you've had a shit day being able to order wagamamas to your door in 15 minutes is absolutely bliss it's when we are doing that the majority of the time and it's no longer special and it's no longer comfy and actually it's like our every day like that for example okay there's these phone cases i really really wanted oh but they're from xyz take seven days to come and then almost pick in instant gratification route of phone cases that I don't even like that much, but they'll be here tomorrow. You know? I think the argument here is that too much of anything is bad for us, you know? I do think it needs to be an equal, which is like I said, this is not gonna be the take that you would probably, this, well, you probably would expect this from me. I'm saying we live a 50-50, maybe even a 60-40. Some days we live 100% comfy, you know? Some weeks, some months, when things are already hard enough, we're living 100% comfy. We're not pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone. I don't think there's always need to. I don't think there's always need to push yourself out of your comfort zone and grow, 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 grow. But I do think too much comfortable is bad for you. Just like I think too much discomfort is bad for you. You walk into a society and like I said, everyone's a bitch and it's a bit clicky. You get up and you leave. You value yourself enough to get up and leave and know that you don't have to deal with that level of discomfort. You know, something was already, going was already hard enough. If there's also been a stepping stone put in the way, I'm the first one to say, leave. You know, one step at a time, there's no point throwing yourself in full force. Um, But then also too much comfort is bad for us. So you don't want to go, you don't want to go to the first one, say alone, but then absolutely no one wants to go with you. Okay, you kind of have to go alone at some point because it's something you want to do. So you've got to get up and go at least once. But you can try and bring people first or for a better example, not to keep it the same, dancing. Last night, okay, I didn't want to go out for a run in the hail, but I was like, for all I know, it could be hailing again tomorrow. And then what? And then I don't run either day? Do you know what I mean? You don't want to run in the rain, but what if it runs all week? What if it rains all week? Then you don't run all week. And then also... The comfort doesn't feel nice then. It becomes norm. Like I am a queen of comfort. And today, oh my God, I haven't had a day like this. It feels like in forever. I ran a bloody 10K, my first ever 10K on Saturday, on Sunday even. And then I've done quite a lot of workouts since then. This is my first rest day since then. And it's Thursday. And now this feels like a luxury. Whereas if I had back a few weeks ago when I wasn't really on plan, my rest days didn't feel like a rest day because I was having loads of them. Do you know what I mean? They didn't feel special. Whereas today I'm like indulging in the rest day. Like I can't wait to have a comfy evening. Can't wait to have a great weekend. And because I've been working so hard all week, you still want to value the comfort in your life. Too much of anything is bad for you. You know, we know that. Okay, we're coming to the end now. And this is the theory that I was talking about, that in my notes I've put, I heard this, I can't remember where, it sounds like a diary of a CEO thing, and then I put in capital letters, maybe it was TikTok, oh my God, no, it was TikTok. So then I went on to my favorites and I found it. So, the region beta paradox. Stay with me here because I did not understand this the first time I listened to it, but I kind of favorited it and I was like, I kind of get it, but I don't really understand your example. But then I watched it again and I got my head around it. So let me explain it to you. Because if anything like me, less big words and more little words. <laughs> so I was just going to jump in with an example there. But the overriding, uh, what's the word, theory of this is that if something is like just about good enough, you won't bother changing it. So he said, if something is under a mile, you're likely to walk it. 
but if something is over a mile you're maybe more likely to drive it so in that instance you're almost better off with the worst case scenario the worst case scenario being that it's further away because then you'll drive and then if you're driving you'll actually get you'll do two miles quicker than you would have done two miles if the situation was better and it was walking distance does that make sense i hope it does i'm not going to over explain like i normally do so the example the um theory being that worse situations can be better than better situations because it leads for more change so if you only decide to act once you cross a certain line of badness you will never see greatness so you're in a job you don't love it it's not your dream career it doesn't really excite you but the hours are all right your pay is quite good and your boss is fine your boss is an okay person you might not push yourself to get out of that job because it's like it's like kind of just enough bearable you know it's good it's fine if you will so there's no need there's nothing pushing you to leave because you know the job's fine it's not ideal but it's all right hours it's all right pay your boss isn't really a dick you don't mind getting up and going to work you would almost be in that situation better off if your boss turned around and started being a dick because then then you would get up and leave because now your boss is the dick and it's not really a job that you like so now you have more reason to get up and leave so it's almost this theory paradox that worse situations are better because they push you to change and fine situations are not great because you know you won't really do about you won't really do anything about them and you kind of get stuck in this like he explained it as like comfortably numb state where it's not really worth being uncomfortable leaving because it's fine but you don't love it and i just thought this theory was really interesting and i don't really think i have you know i didn't think of an example that i could apply this to in my life but i just want you to think about that theory going forward does it apply to a situation you're in now i think it is the perfect situation i went back on my instagram question box when i was asking you guys what makes you feel uncomfortable and someone said like thinking about leaving my boyfriend get i think this is the perfect way of seeing it someone said thinking about leaving my boyfriend but like i don't know he's fine we're great but it's not you know it's not anything special it feels about uncomfortable like it's not really worth it hello is that not the situation i just described you would be better off if your boyfriend turned around almost and cheated on you because then you'd get up and leave like you're not happy in the relationship but it's fine you know your friends there's no real spark he's not being mean to you but like it's fine it seems more the thing is i guess it seems more effort than it's worth to get up and find a new job to get up and break up with your boyfriend when there's not really a, a need to as such and someone commented i fucking loved this the enemy of great is not bad the enemy of great is good because if you're in this state of goodness you don't really need to go searching for the great but if you're in the sense of bad you've kind of got nothing to lose and i just thought it was a funny theory on this comfortable uncomfortable kind of state how we're almost always better off being a bit uncomfortable because then we're searching for that feeling of comfort whereas if we give ourselves too much comfort we'll never go looking for the next stepping stone because there's almost just not a need to which is definitely something i find myself doing like oh i could just go tomorrow i don't need to go out to the hail because hopefully tomorrow it won't be hailing and then and then i don't need to but it's like well if i do that forever then what i just live this like like i always say what this fine mediocre line of life then there's no ups there's no downs yeah i just thought it was really interesting and another thing i thought was really interesting almost um extra reading if you will this idea of a dopamine detox thought it was really interesting i'm not going to talk too much about it but it's essentially about getting rid of all dopamine for a week most people just do it on their phones they don't go on instagram social media they don't anything they do that kind of makes them comfortably happy like easy things they kind of do every day to like give them dopamine hits 
they kind of stop doing it and you know they learn all this this stuff and I just thought it was an interesting idea of that feeling of comfortable and our phones we're in an uncomfortable situation we can whip our phone and get a dopamine hit and then we're comfortable again I just think that element of this comfortable uncomfortable this technology social media is a really interesting one I think I might do a dopamine detox and do a podcast on it who knows but if that does interest you at all it's all guys that do the videos on social media so they're they're quite well put together they're normally about five minutes long because guys don't have any attention spam they're interesting um I've watched a few I think it's an interesting concept and yeah that is that and I've realized I have not thought of a journal prompt so give me one second oh my god I was just like what's my episode for next week and I was like oh I don't know I've got got like a few different things in my head I think I want it to be something quite casual because I feel like the last two have been quite intense and then I was like shit I think last week was supposed to be how to make life your bitch and I've accidentally gone two episodes over so it's now been eight episodes since we've had our how to make life your bitch which if you're new here is like an open advice kind of like Q&A advice seminar session situation um so that'll be next week I can't believe that normally I wait for those episodes because like by that point I find myself needing some new inspiration for like podcast ideas and they're like some of my favorite film because I just think they're really casual and they don't take much prep and plan I can't believe I completely missed that but I'm gonna make the journal prompt I just found it on Pinterest I thought it was really interesting um little things I value in my everyday life are dot 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 show some appreciation for your everyday life what is something that you value in your everyday life because I think sometimes it's easy for us to go by day by day and kind of not appreciate the little things that have gone on or maybe you'll realise that there's not much that you do for yourself in your day-to-day life and actually you wait to have a self-care session or therapy or wait till you journal once a week to let things out or, you know, you wait till the weekend to do fun things and then you can say, okay, well, what are things I would like to value in my everyday life? What are some things I can put into place to make my everyday life a bit more fun? I can't believe I've missed that episode for two weeks now. Sorry, guys, if any of you have noticed that. Um, but that also means make sure you're following our Instagram at Life's Your Bitch and me, um, my personal, Megan Short XX, because one day I'll get rid of that XX. Every time I say it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's still my, that's still my username. But, yeah, because the question box will be going up at some point this week on either my Instagram or the podcast one, sometimes both. And there's also an anonymous google forms if you want to send in a bigger dilemma or a question that you just don't want your name attached to the names aren't said in the episode anyway but just for your sake if you don't want me to know who you are there is an anonymous google forms as well i love you so much thanks for joining me today if you're watching this episode look how well my socks match my outfit match my pajamas i hope you have a wonderful day the sun has just come out as i finish filming this i'm gonna go and clean my flat and have a gorgeous comfy rest day because i had the world's uncomfiest day yesterday i love you so much and do something this week to get outside your comfort zone or if you feel like you're always bloody outside your comfort zone what is your comfort zone do you know what your comfort zone is interesting question love you so much and i will see you next week